whereas TK Maxx, jumbo sale as it is, a bit more classy in terms of the clothes sometimes. Anyway, I bought a proper pair of like blue golf anchor trousers. <laughs> just kind of on a whim, just as a laugh. But honestly, they're really comfy. <laughs> I was like, wait, else am I going to wear a pair of blue trousers? <laughs> they're really comfy. I really don't know what he said. <laughs> For once, I'm actually speechless. I was going to send you a picture the other day, but like, I you're, all, you're always like just kind of about hoodies, big basketball shorts, like American football tops, <laughs> like trucker hats and all that. And I'm just trying to vi- not that I want to visualise you in a pair of golf trousers, yeah, but just the golf trousers, nothing else. <laughs> Taps half. There you go, Kathleen. That's another one for you. Oh. Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. What are you doing? I'm just doing another one bites the dust to the beat against the wall with the chair. Alright. Is that alright? No. Are we recording? <laughs> Go on, you know. Hi, we are. Hey, episode 29! Hiya! Hey, everybody! How we doing? I'm um, good, mate, you? Yeah. Alright, aye, I'm good. I've had two lots of porridge now. And the poop. And yeah, now some coffee, aye. <laughs> and some coffee. Right, alright, let's get that out of the way first of all. You've got new coffee for us this yes. week. So Since um, we're always banging on in the podcast intros and all that yeah, about so like, drinking coffee. We've got actually a few wee shout-outs today. We do, today. I've got one as well, actually. Aye. Oh. So, first of all, uh, oh, to Double D, Debbie, uh, for bringing in uh, another bag of coffee. From a wee shop, I can't remember which one she went to. <laughs> so that's right. a good shout out. I'm sure, it's a great shop. <laughs> but it's Fourth Coffee Roasters. Right. Um, I'm just funny about the word roaster, don't yeah. it? <laughs> it makes me think of a coat shop that way. <laughs> <laughs> fourth Coffee Roaster. Yeah, Fourth Roasters. Hmm. Um, <laughs> proudly roasted in Scotland. This right. one's Intensity 5. It's a Indian Monsoon Malabar. Right, that sounds fancy pants. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Um, I'm assuming it's some kind of coffee bean. Maybe. But I, I had some the other day there, and it's... Right, I'm going to try it. Let you try it. I'll see what you say, what you what you think. I'm not getting... I, I, I've got to be honest, I'm drinking it out of my travel flask thing, so I'm not getting a huge smell out of it. I'll let you sniff mine. The coffee mug, that is. It's not... It's like beer. I'm assuming that's the mug. It's not really getting much of an aroma. It's it's, I get, it's nice. That's just for fee. Didn't have a car the other day. She wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't happy that day. Uh, that's what it was. That's it. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's nice, actually. Oh, it's nice. For a. It's like you've seen, it's like level five intensity. Level four. I think. I don't think it's particularly. Harsh in any no, way. No, it's not like it's some that you like. Remember the throat that punch. Throat punch stuff was hard, Aye. hard going, man. Um, no, this is easy to drink. I found that. Listen to us. I can't. Uh, coffee coffee snobs. <laughs> oh, coffee. Oh, we'll be in the West End. <laughs> um, like, next, we'll be going for a vegan lunch. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> With steak. I can say, yeah. Where'd you get that vegan steak, mate? <laughs> kind of a vegan steak. What? Aye, steak with salad, please. <laughs> No, it's um. I found it's got quite a good kick to it. Let's see afterwards. You like that? Oh, oh really? Yeah, okay. Aye. Look. I never you really get, get that, that with coffee. Do you know 
you know what I get? I get that with cheap coffee. I get that with instant coffee. Aye, I get the I, fucking jitters, the jitters man. Aye, that's kind of all that. Decent coffee, I never get that. No. I tend to find, certainly, see if I have like, a double espresso or something, I get quite sleepy. <laughs> well, too much caffeine can sometimes have that effect. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just topping up. If you go, I think if something, they'll actually, some coaches out there will actually get their athletes to cycle their caffeine intake. Oh, really? So that what they'll do is they'll start to decrease the closer to competition. Right. And then spike it back up at comp time. Oh, so, so they, they get, they get that total, right, boom, okay. they get the hit off it. Um, I would need to deal with the headaches beforehand then. Aye. <laughs> you're crabbing enough and you have to do volume work. Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Your attitude and Saturday was hilarious. Was hey. And Thursday, just because I thought of Saturday was coming. A <laughs> <laughs> three day bad mood. Listen, you you drop the bomb that I need to do a hundred back squats in the one set. What do you expect? A hug? Yeah, I, no. Not <laughs> when you collapse on the floor. Aye. Um, no, but back to coffee. I, how would you rate it against Loch Lomond coffee? Um, I don't know, I'd need to drink more of it. Instantly, no. I preferred the Loch Lomond stuff. I thought the Loch Lomond smelt better and it had a smoother taste. Aye. Wasn't it as punchy in terms of the kick I was getting off it? Right. Like that kind of, like, right, I'm awake now. Mm-hmm. Type me send Alan his training plan and fuck him up for the week. <laughs> you know? Um, uh, that's nice though. I do, I prefer the Loch Lomond aye. stuff. Aye, I still prefer packed. Do you prefer packed over Loch Lomond? I do, aye. Well, it depends on the packed coffee yeah. stuff. Depends what flavour, for want of a better expression. Mm. But, um, generally, I think. The local stuff was great, though. Uh, there's been a few packs. I think one of the bags you bought in the first time. That was mm. amazing. Plan Alto is the one for me. Aye. Very nice. That was the very first one I got. So I don't know whether it's like a, a psychosomatic. It's the first one I got, so I kind of love it the best kind of thing. Aye. It was great. Kind of multi-chocolatey mm. type vibe to it. Just one. nice good. and smooth. Aye. Good. Really good. Right, enough of being coffee wankers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, hints of Sorry. vanilla with um, mild chocolate. Speaking of being wankers, that was proper golf wanker at the weekend. Oh man, did you have your tightless jumper on? I didn't. I did buy. <laughs> I did buy golf wanker trousers though. <laughs> we were out and about. When was it? I can't remember what day it was. But we're in um, we're in TK Maxx, right? Just he was looking for. Well, we we're getting something for my mom for a birthday. Because you buy like random old people's presents in that sort of place, you know what I mean? Like a like a head strap with a lamp on it. <laughs> Some random <laughs> a card jack and a, right. a, a tub of. Do you know what you get in TK Maxx? You don't get anywhere else. Pink Himalayan salt. Oh, okay. <laughs> no matter every trip to like, you have to look at. Oh, that's a oh four ninety nine for a big bag. That's a cracking deal. Absolutely. For rocks. Oh. <laughs> so I bought some of that, but um, I was just looking about and uh, I bought a really nice suit jacket actually. Which is lovely. Try to smarten myself up a bit. Not based on today's look, obviously, because I'm going to no. jump at you. I look like a scarf, as always. You but look like a Primark finest of. Um... Hey, I saw these from Australia, I think. I love the Primark stuff. I actually got a good wee hoodie out there for I 80 pounds. I can't do Primark anymore. It's like a jumble sale, man. It no? just stresses me out. No, it's all organised. Mm. It's TK Maxx. Kirsty's like, oh, we'll, ah, again, we'll go to TK Maxx, Maxx and get some well. stuff and I'm like, I start getting the shakes and I'm getting that kind of total anxious panic. I'm like, it's not laid out right. It's just... It's not, it's a total riot. I mean, but I don't mind it so much. It no, freaks me out. It's pre-market, like, all right, I know. You go in, boom, go right. 20 feet down, there's all the hoodies. Two feet down, there's the t-shirts. Absolutely. I think my issue with pre-market is it's just full of fucking trendy stuff. Like, that, that, that angers me. But, but do you know what it was we went in there before we were going on holiday and it was just head to toe fucking neon shorts 
and neon t-shirts and all the rest of it like something at a wham video i've ranted about this on the podcast before i'm getting a bit of a flashback here right but can i do it whereas tk maxx jumbo sale as it is a bit more classy in terms of the clothes sometimes anyway i bought a proper pair of like blue golf wanker trousers (laughs) just kind of on a whim just as a laugh but honestly they're really comfy i was like wait else am i going to wear a pair of blue trousers they're really comfy I really don't know what he said. <laughs> For once, I'm actually speechless. I was going to send you a picture the other day, but like, I you're, all, you're always like just kidding about hoodies, big basketball shorts, baseball, like American football tops, <laughs> like trucker hats and all that. And I'm just trying to, vi- not that I want to visualise you in a pair of golf trousers, yeah, but just the golf trousers, nothing else. <laughs> Taps half. There you go, Kathleen. That's another one for you. Oh. But honestly, they were really comfy. Anyway, uh, that was that. I, I digress what we were talking about when I was talking about being a coffee wanker. Yeah, being yeah. a coffee wanker, you're now a golf wanker. Um, um, I'm so middle class. <laughs> over the weekend, I think I was just a wanker. Oh, I mean, <laughs> consistency counts for a lot, my mm-hmm. friends. I mean, definitely training Saturday of the wanker. Oh, right. Do we need to talk about this now? Yeah. We do have a sensible thing to talk about, which we'll we get do. to in a minute. Right? Yeah, so but I think we just need to get this off our chest. Podcast preamble. Aye. Um, so training's been good recently I've enjoyed it all it's been great so the, the plan was always to put the three strict sessions Monday, Tuesday and the Thursday yeah and then you play the Joker card on and Saturdays. then we play the Joker card on Saturday where mix it up a little bit depending how things are going where things are lagging we just, just again don't, not, not to break the monotony but kind of to do that as well but also yeah. just to kind of funnily enough what we're going to talk about today yeah about Stopping the body from, like, like you say, plateauing and getting used to it and becoming like an accommodating it, that you mix it up a little bit. I hate the people who are, oh, it tricks your muscles. No, it doesn't. It's not as if, like, hey, muscles look to the left and then you get a slight <laughs> hand with your right. Like, oh. It's just you're increasing a different type of stress on it. Yeah. Um, and also just to kind of see where the training is linking it to others. And definitely it's paid off with the volume stuff like Brian. Aye. Brian done it on Friday, so we used the ginger guinea pig. Right, so just to clarify, right, we're, we're, we're all, <laughs> we've talked about on the podcast before my utter fucking hatred of anything past 10 reps, right? <laughs> so we're sitting on the on the WhatsApp, myself, Scott and Brian, the other night, was it last Wednesday or something? Last, aye, it would have been last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But like, right, Saturday, 100 rep box squat at 100 kilos. <laughs> so immediately I went into defence mode and just started hurling abuse and was immediately just like raging grumpy from then until Saturday but Brian seemed really up for it yeah that was strange yeah but again right here's my thing right you and Brian have both done kettlebells obviously you do kettlebells Brian's done kettlebells as well though so you've Brian, got it in your head oh, the only thing Brian's done in the kettlebells is the hole at the bottom of it there's <laughs> an image no one needs do you know what I mean but you've both you've both got that mentality of you don't mind doing lots of reps of something I hate that that's my worst nightmare so the thought of doing a hundred reps of anything I, I don't I don't care what it is right? it upsets me deeply so that was that was a bad a bad message to receive the other night so I Brian came in on the Friday so he couldn't do it Saturday he came in and he's like right I can't do Saturday let's fucking do it alright he's game now the last time we done anything like this I had done Self and Brian done 50 reps at 100. Mm-hmm. And Brian failed at 45. Right enough, yeah. Because, oh, my, you saying oh that. my back's here. So that was only a couple of months ago. So was that box squats as well? Yeah. Ah, right, okay. Box squats as well. And he bombed at 45. And he was screaming from about 30. <laughs> bombed at 45. 
And he went, he came out and he smashed 100. Right. Without even, not training for it, but obviously we've been doing a lot of squats with this programme, but the fact that he's not trained specifically to achieve the 100 reps. Yeah. Aye, it's not been a, a goal we've been aiming for aye. for a long time. We're going to do 100 back squats aye. at 100. He's added another 55 reps onto these previous 45, and you're going, that's bloody outstanding. That is ace, man. That's he's been beasting it, man. Aye. For all he pisses and moans, I'm a lazy fucking fat taxi driver. Uh, like, ah, princess, you know I mean? You're doing the same as we're doing. Um, no, he's been doing really well, mm-hmm. so that was good. Uh, so, knowing that I had to come in on Saturday, knowing that Brian had done it, that really on the Friday it means that you can't just I couldn't not do it because I said the plan was <laughs> max reps capped at 100 yes so you could have went well I'll do 31 yeah there you go but the fact that Brian had done the 100 you, there was no way in hell you weren't going to achieve the 100 just for the simple fact that you wouldn't give him the bragging rights absolutely well there was that right um, but also, like he said, it was it was tough, but it wasn't that bad. And you're kind of thinking hmm. that's all right. Do you know that's the thing? Like at no point did I think I can't do it. Aye, because it's box squats. It's fine. You can always just grind them out, right? And <laughs> my point is, I knew I was going to hate it. I knew I was going to get immediately bored of it and just be fucking miserable about it. Oh, <laughs> for me, the most entertaining part. Like I loved it when Brian done it. Right, he was buzzing after he was flying, but. When you turn around, you're like that. Look, I'm putting in my headphones, my hood's up. Just tap me in the back, tap me in the shoulder when I'm done. So off you went, and I'm, I'm marking it on the board 10, 20, 30, what for? And you get to 72, and you turn around, and you go, Home oh, heart! And I went, 72, and you went, Oh, I thought it was at 40. <laughs> like, what? So I came in like Saturday morning, like fucking raging, like, not even raging, just like, just, I didn't want to just have the usual carry on and fucking about I just wanted to get, in, get it fucking done then carry on after Aye. that so I had my headphones on like I, I can't be doing with people cracking jokes and just dicking about behind me when I'm trying to do this right I need to concentrate on it and just zone it out so I put my headphones on uh, loud angry shouting music on it just went it was like right, you tap me in the back or whatever give me a shout when I'm done and just I'll just go so in my head I was like I'm going to count this keep track of where I am I lost count after about nine. <laughs> just ah, you said out. you got to nine, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so I just completely Ooh. forgot, right? So then I was just listening to music and my headphone cable kept popping out my phone, which was annoying me as well. So I had to keep like kind of just standing with the bar on my back, fixing my headphone cable. And again, I just totally lost count. So in my head, I was just like, oh man, I, that must be like, I don't know, 35, 40 or something like that. And I was like, I'm just going to chuck it. I'm going to chuck it. I'm going to ask him how, how far we've got. And if he's if it's like around 50, I'm just fucking sacking it. <laughs> so you're like, oh, 72, mate. All right. Oh, yeah, cool. Okay, right. I can do this now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Headphones back on. Right. Lamb of God back in. Let's do it. Um, but I did not enjoy it. It was rubbish. I loved that. I did enjoy it. I love that kind of... Uh, you like that kind of thing, though. You're a weirdo. Again, it's a kettlebell thing. You, you, you know what was really annoying? Place? The fact that John was wanting to stand in front of me and then he, I could hear him talking <laughs> in the back. Because I never had headphones with me. I think I'm going to start bringing them. But the fact that I could hear him talking like, uh, and you're like, oh, he likes the honey, he likes the honey, he does kettlebells, oh, he likes doing this. Yeah. And John's like, aye, maybe if we pull the bench away, so straight away you're like that. <laughs> you become <gasps> apprehensive and you're like, don't, what, there's a joke and I carry on. Aye, nobody's going to do that though. But John would. <laughs> jo- jo- <laughs> I was it's like, really like to my back was stiff all week there, right? So there'd be a wee bit of no, they kind of across ball on the aye. floor. The fact that we peanut in the lower back, 
I'm like, alright, John, just gonna lie down here. Just bump, bump, bang. No, floor press. Yeah. Um, the dumbbells. So John runs over and dies and actually lands on top of me. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, <laughs> hope you don't mind me saying, John, but John's 109 kilos and that lying on top of you with a peanut in your lower back. I'm fun. like, ah, oh, get off the balls, my back. He's like, oh, <laughs> And he climbs off. Aye. So, John for me John is one of the most cracking guys I've ever come across absolutely he was sound, eh? a sound guy oh, absolute heart of gold would do in for you one of these Rangers fan eh ah yes good man he's a good result he's one of the oh, big man shut up <laughs> I listened to it in the radio I right? most of our audience I listened to it in the radio when I was doing some of my work right programming stuff and all like it. I don't think I've ever heard the word woeful mentioned so many times I actually thought the, the radio station was stuck on repeat apparently I believe we're watching oh it. dire I, I, didn't, I didn't see it or hear it I was out during the day so I, um, watch, I watched the highlights the next day uh, I didn't and, uh, keep forgetting you're an Aberdeen fan I, 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 I was but I just, I, aye yeah, you stay loyal to it aye but aye so John, John's one of the most cracking guys I've ever come across in my life do anything for anybody so long as you no, so long as you're a decent person, he'll back you up. He'll even help like he might never have met you, but if I say if I phone him like, oh, Colin's car's broken down, like, alright, where is he? I'll go and help him. Awesome. That's the kind of type of aye, guy aye. that he is. But he's also the kind of guy that if you were standing at the edge of a cliff and somebody said to him, I dare you go and push Scott. <laughs> he would. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still falling. <laughs> yep, still falling. Brilliant. Oh, he's hit a branch. Again, so again, that's exactly why I had my headphones on the other day. Now, a lot of people wonder, oh, why are you 100 reps? Well, are we getting reasons. on topic now? Yeah, we're going on topic. Right, so, okay. so what are we talking about today, Scott? We're going to talk about kind of progressive overload and the said principle, which we'll come to that in a second. Carry on. Sounds um, important. It, it kind of is. Sounds like the sort of thing that Alan would approve of, because yeah. we're talking about proper training methodologies. Uh-huh. Tune the, in, Alan. There you Listen go, Alan. Up. Alan, just for you, Alan. This is for you. And with a hundred reps, when if you if you're always if the old saying is if you always do what you've always done, yep. you'll always get what you've always had. I have never heard that before. You've never heard that? Nope. Makes a lot of sense though. Oh. Yeah, I like that. Aye. Oh, you've got the old kind of like old philosophical saying of the definition of insanity is doing the same, same thing repeatedly and expecting like. a different result. Yeah, same it's similar to training. Yep. The but with 100 reps, is it something, if you're doing 8 to 10, I mean, we our programme is eight, maximum 8 reps. Yep. And then all of a sudden, we had a Saturday session and it's like, 100 reps. <laughs> all bets are off. Total opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. And one, it tests your mental capacity. Mm-hmm. So see what you can push. Your focus for when you start to fatigue, you're kicking in. For me also, you start to find out the little bits of your body that starts to ache. Mm-hmm. Might be your lower back starts to fatigue first. So you use that as a lesson, you go, right, okay, my lower back is my first sign of weakness. Yeah. For me, because I've been doing loads of lower back work, or kind of, I've been doing a lot of hyperextensions and stuff, mm-hmm. um, good mornings, for once, my lower back didn't cramp, I didn't feel my lower back cramping up, and I'm right. like, right, cool, and again, coming back from that injury, I'm feeling... Absolutely. This is a huge milestone, so I was buzzing after yeah. it. Yeah. But where I get, I know... When I put both my arms overhead, my left shoulder blade doesn't it's not get as much movement as my right. Yeah. And just under my left shoulder blade and the kind of rhomboids and all that, I could feel my left 
just in that left side under the shoulder blade was cramping up a wee bit and I'm right, going, okay. oh, there's my next area of weakness that I right. need to address. So it can tell you a lot about where you need to work. Um, but also, in terms of the actual volume, you're just, you're stimulating the body, you're putting so much stress on it that you're going to get all the hormones and chemicals pumping around the body going like that, right, we've got to respond to this. So it's a nice way of kind of mixing up your training a wee bit. Yeah. And it improves your overall work capacity as well. So if you can bang out 100 reps, 100 kilos, there's 10,000 ton done in about five minutes. Yeah. It's a fair wee shift. It's a decent shift, I suppose. Um, so that adds up and it means that your work capacity in general for your general fitness is is much better. Aye. So it's got a load of benefits, unfortunately, for you. I'd say, I, 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 <laughs> I, I do absolutely understand that. My main issue is mentally I I just I can't I, I really struggle with that, just doing that many reps or something would it help if the next time we do it we just count to look four next time what I stated quite fucking clearly on Saturday I was never doing that again <laughs> newsflash <laughs> <laughs> yeah newsflash nothing not for a while, um, but um, I I just I, like because physically the other day straight off the bat like However many reps in, your, your quads start to bum. Aye. You're feeling that, you're feeling it in your legs straight away because you're standing up, sitting down, all the rest of it, right? At whatever point, I wasn't really sure, obviously. Um, my legs were all right. They were tired, but I wasn't really feeling them. It started to shift in my lower back. It didn't cramp, but you just mm. felt it. It was getting tired. Yeah. Um, my shoulders and stuff were all right, actually, mm. because we were using the safety bar now yeah. as well. I, I have noticed that when we use the straight bar, my shoulders and my it traps are right screaming. In. Yeah, you just holding that position. Because we did the up to 50 body weight the other week. 30. Uh, well, you said, again, <laughs> mentally, that's what I'm saying, right? You told me 30 to 50, so I did 30 and chucked it. Because um, I'm mentally weak. <laughs> I have no problem with that. Um, but because we were using the straight bar that time, like my shoulders and my traps and stuff were Aye. screaming just holding that position. Mm. It's much, it's much more ergonomically efficient, I suppose. Yeah. Using the safety bar because you, your your hands are in front of you. Yeah. And you the thing is, if you think if you can shift, if you can do the same exercise, but one of them you can do thirty reps, mm-hmm. and the other one you can do a hundred. Yeah. Same weight, and you're kind of looking going well. In fact, no, that was me 90. The body weight was 90. We weren't Aye. doing box squats, though. No. But even then, if you think that's digging in, cutting in, if it's that uncomfortable and it's not, is that a defining is that a defining factor in terms of gauging your fitness? That when it did that kill your set because your shoulders were weak? No, it's just because it's digging in. It's Aye. painful. But if you remove that, could you have went longer? Probably. Yeah. yeah. So you remove that, you create the, again, we spoke about it before, about behavioural stuff, but you create the environment for success. Yeah. So change the bar, all of a sudden you can lift an extra 10 kilos for an extra 70 reps. Mm-hmm. There you go, you're now al- you're now allowed the body to, to experience more stress, more kind of stimulus. Yeah. You're thinking, right, that's what we're looking for. But then at what point do you draw the line and stop making it easier for yourself though? Because surely oh. there's, there's got to be stuff gained by going, do you know what, use the fucking straight bar and just go on with it. Oh yeah, I mean... Because you're the... going to have to toughen your shoulders and your traps and stuff up. Um, I mean, it's toughen it, but... Is it making your traps? Does by making your traps fitter and stronger, is it going to make them? No, it's still a hundred kilos digging into the muscle. Yeah, it's like a stone in your shoe. Aye, it's like saying, "Well, just run another ten miles and condition that." But it's what happens is you, you with pain that isn't from <clears throat> oh any type of pain, but more can I let, Not I don't want to say it's not an injury, but if it's cutting in, but it's actual physical pain rather than muscular aches and pains from yeah. training. 
if you've got an actual physical pain there, um, what will happen is you'll naturally go to compensate. You'll start adjusting. Yeah. Like a stone in your shoe. People have got a wee stone in their shoe or they've got a... Um, or a veruca or a... Bunion or something, right? They'll start to change their gait. They'll start to change their um, their movement pattern. Next thing you know, they, they've got the compensations on the other side of the body. They get aches and pains. Aye, that's it. So there isn't really the benefit. And if it's a short set, is it up to 20? Suck it up. Suck it up, just get on with the bar. That's fine. But for the higher volume stuff, you want that bit of comfort. Yeah, especially, I suppose what you're trying to gain certainly doing like mm-hmm. back squats and stuff like that try to work your legs or try to work your lower back and all the rest of it so by not having the stress on your shoulders I suppose which isn't the main object yeah. anyway it's going to give you more stimulus in the bit you're trying to hit aye if you're training for the SAS to like ruck for 30 miles or something with a 50 pound bearing on your back aye and it's going to be cutting your shoulders fine get, get used, used to it, it. <laughs> because if there's somebody running after you with a machine gun <laughs> <laughs> then aye you want to be conditioned for that but the but the thing that gets me is I'm watching a lot of folk train just now and they're doing the same thing every single day yeah every single session and then they, then you hear them six months down ah, I don't really I'm, I'm kind of bored I don't feel like if I'm any fitter or stronger and you're going mm-hmm yep really no shit Sherlock yes so the whole idea of progressive overload if you squat 10 kilos today the, the most simplest definition is if you lift 10 kilos today Tomorrow, lift 11. Yeah. Even 10.1. Just lift that a little bit heavier. Right. Increase the load. Incre- or increase the stress. Yeah. Now, the stress can be the weight. It can be the time under tension. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing a two-second rep up and down, change it to a three-second rep up yep. and down. Alan, we know you love that time under tension <laughs> stuff before you went on holiday. So you can testify to how ju- just how good just changing the time under tension can be that's been massive like this, this block we've been doing because it's the, up to recently the weights haven't been particularly it's been, heavy it's been but, challenging but you know oh, it's easy enough aye but now it's getting to that tasty phase I'm like oh well now you're getting into that point where it's getting back to kind of heavier weight and you're still doing the reps yeah. really slow where it's like the 6 to 8 reps is all of a sudden going to be 6 <laughs> 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 it's going to be and again talking about that 6 to 8 rep range or even 10 to 15 or 15 mm-hmm. to 20 if you give somebody that rep range, you're giving them a bit of scope, a bit of leeway on the day, so that if you come in and you feel good, yeah, do the higher end. Yep. If you feel alright, average, do the mid range. Mm-hmm. And if you're having a bad day, just hit the base number. Yeah. So you can still, or if you're cut short for time, you still get. So you're still achieving your session, but there's a variable within there that you can achieve. Yeah. Um. But the whole idea of progress overloaded. If you want to get fitter or get better, you've got to do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You've got and again stimulus can be heavier weight, more time under tension. Move it faster. So you could do five slow put or five fast. So you're working different. Now you've got the fast and slow twitch muscle fibers. Yep. So you can work that. If you're predominantly in a power based sport, like for kettlebell sport, you want to be explosive. So you want you don't want to move slow. You want to move fast to get from A to B as quick as possible. Um, if you're a sprinter, the last thing you want to do is train a slow ten k. Yeah. If you're a 100 metre sprinter, you want to be training fast and explosive. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, <clears throat> you can then shorten the rest period so you can keep your work, work set the same, still a minute mm-hmm. or 40 seconds or whatever, but shorten your rest from a minute down to even just 55 seconds. For any of the kettlebell guys out there, for you've done your 10, set, 10 rounds a minute on, minute off, you change that to 10 rounds of minute on, 55 seconds off. Oh, you notice it straight away. Those five seconds are a game changer. It's even that just that one... <sighs> before Aye. you pick those bells up again yep. that's a game changer Aye. 
And it's just that one breath, and you know, when you're looking at your pace over 10 minutes, that one breath extra per minute can be the difference between hitting your target and bombing it. Yeah. Um, it can be doing exercises back to back, so you might superset them, you might do a giant set where you go bang three or four, yeah. five, six, seven exercises Oh, we did back that the other back. week. Yeah. We took this, uh, the, whatever we did on the Monday session on the Thursday, uh-huh. but in like half the time. We have time, I <laughs> Just like we, we combined stuff. I we, com- we used our rest period for the assistance exercises, yeah. which for that setup, the reason it worked is that the training sets, for example, were leg-based, but the assistance worked with arm-based. Yeah. So it gave your legs a recovery time, but you're still working the body. Aye, that was tough. We were fried that night. Yeah, totally, because it just, it takes that couple of minutes of just like mm. waiting for the other person to go or whatever at the equation. You're just yeah. working the whole time. Mm. And it's even, I mean, a lot of people, runners, a lot of runners I've spoken to recently all talk about how, even kettlebell lifters as well, oh, I feel as if that, if I, if I can run a 10k in exactly 60 minutes if I try to increase that even but if I try to beat that I'm dead but I can do 60 minutes and I feel great Aye. but even if they just try to shave a few, a few seconds off they're gubbed yeah so what is that just because they're so programmed into just running a 60 minute everybody's got their 10K. natural cadence where they feel comfortable yeah so the idea is that if you can train to a point where like, that's comfortable but you've got to step outside that comfort zone yep. you've got to just get to that wee bit where you're like oh this is pretty grim. Aye, but that's the bit nobody likes. Nobody likes it, but if you want to get better, look, yeah. you want to get better at your job, you've got to put in some overtime, you've got to study, you've got to go and do some training courses, mm. you've got to put the work in. The issue is though, do the majority of people who go to gyms want to get better, or do they want to just say they've been to the gym? <laughs> it's amazing. I, I love it when you speak to people, oh, been up to? oh, I went to the gym. When you speak to people, oh, oh, I was doing a squat session Saturday. It's the way they answer tells you everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I asked Richard today, oh, what did you go up to the weekend? He didn't go, oh, uh, I done a session. Or I went to, he didn't go, I went to David Lloyd's. Yeah. He replies with, I done a 67 kilometre bike ride. Aye, it's probably like Aye. specifics, this is what I did. Yeah. That tells you the difference, doesn't so it? specifics of, even just the mindset of how they approach it. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's amazing there are people that don't keep a training log. Yeah. So they go, oh, I think I done that. And the idea is that, yeah, you're, you've got linear progression. So if you do 10 kilos today, 11 tomorrow 12 the next day mm-hmm. 13 it doesn't work like that because we're we're, we're humans we, 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 there's so many variables sleep hormones your mood how your body feels how you've been sitting your work your diet there's yeah. there's loads of factors that can vary it but sometimes you can de- have a little deload ease off a little bit and then mm-hmm. to recover and then come back and hit a bit harder again yep. uh, but even if it's just your last set I'll always say to my guys sprint your last minute if you can if you're meant to be doing 8 reps a minute Last minute, try nine or ten. Yeah. Might get eleven, and it's always that wee bit extra. Yeah. In your training sets, if you've done ten reps a minute for the last two weeks, try for eleven now. Mm-hmm. Even just push it. You might crash and burn after a couple of minutes, but at least you're taking yourself out of that comfort zone. Yeah. Eventually, you've, just, you've done. You push that extra yeah. little bit, so you're going to be reap the benefit of that Aye. next session. And then you've got the said principle, which is specific adaptation to imposed demands. So. Right. Okay. Easiest one for me to think about squats. Uh huh. What's your specific adaptation to the imposed demands of squatting? I literally don't know what you're talking about right now, mate. <laughs> so <laughs> Dumb it down. I right. am a drummer. If you squat more, what are the effects that will happen to you? Uh, you get better at squats. You can get better at squats, yep, so long as you're doing it right on the whole. Stronger legs. Stronger legs. Bigger legs. Bigger legs, potentially, yep. Stronger back. Stronger back, stronger glutes, more stable pelvis. Better core. Better core. Check you out with the core. Ooh, yeah. 
Yeah. Everything's a code exercise. Oh. I'm led to believe. Oh. As just, my I'm, rippling six pack will testify. I'm just going to go now because that's just me, buddy. <laughs> but no, so that's a specific adaptation of squatting. So you've. Right, so, right, your, okay. Your body's specifically adapted to, to meet the demands of squats. Right, okay, with you, yeah. Um, right. If you're a runner, one of the pro. Like, most people who train for marathons, so many people get it wrong just by running the exact same pace four or mm-hmm. five times a week. Yeah. But if you speak to any of the kind of guys that do Ironman competitions, Richard again. Yeah. Um, you need to get Richard on here, man. Yeah. He, he would just turn around and go, oh, it's fine, you just need to swim. Then you go for a wee <laughs> bike ride, then you just go for a wee run. It's been, I remember when I was training for the Loch Ness Marathon, he turned around and he was like, I've been the Ironman. And I'm like, but in my head, Richard, I'm trying to get around, my, I'm trying to understand when I'm out for my long runs, I was, I was hitting like, 18 to 20 mile runs the uh-huh. weekend and I'm going I'm doing that and at that point when you're doing an Ironman you've done a like a 2.8 mile swim and now you're doing you've just done 180 kilometres on a bike and now you're going for a run Jeez. so imagine doing all that and then doing it and I went ah but I mean, the moment you go off your bike you think I've just got a marathon now <laughs> and I'm like right. uh... no, no, like, Richard what do you mean you can't just say I've just got a marathon in my head I look at the clock and I say oh it's just five minutes till I'm finished then I get to go home it's not I've just got 26 miles to go so this is re- it's all relative isn't it it's just how you look at things but again again, mindset of how we approach you that yeah, is it's phenomenal but the and that's the whole idea is that you want to essentially you want to get better at running run yeah. and the whole idea of the kind of set principle of running is that don't, on one of your at least one run a week don't worry about pace just spend time on your feet right so that your body is getting that length of t- oh, it's bare having a drink outside um, it's bare uh, it's um if you're running and you spend that time on your feet your body's getting say two hours to, of stimulus yeah and stress so it's then forced to adapt that Aye, just that constant pounding, pounding on yeah. your streets so then you come back so that if you know if an MD starts to run their ankles, their knees, and their yep. hips start to stiffen up a bit, and that's the body adapting for stiffer suspension in the body, right, okay. so it can handle the impact better. Yeah. And that's essentially what's happening. Right. Okay. Um, so, what does it stand for again? Remind me. Specific. Uh huh. Adaptation. Yep. Of imposed demands. Imposed demands. Right. Okay. Yeah, fair. So basically, how you're just, you know, you're adapting to your training. Yeah. So that the idea being that if you just do the same thing all the time. Your body adapts to a certain point and yeah. then just plateaus. Aye. So in terms of weight training and stuff like that, you see people coming in just doing the same same program, same <laughs> weights, same movements and all the rest of it and they just literally, the body gets used to doing that and then stops. Aye. And it just, it's like, this is great, this is my comfort zone, it's like sitting watching the telly. Aye. You're just, you're not putting yourself there's through no any longer, kind of no, discomfort. There's no more anything. stress anymore. Aye. And uh, I always remember that it was a seminar with um, Bill Superfoot Wallace, is that old um, kickboxer from the 80s guy was phenomenal and he only used his left foot because he'd injured his right knee right. and he went undefeated for 10 years Jeez. knocking folk out the fastest I think he's something like eight, 70 or 80 miles an hour for his right for his left leg roundhouse what aye so when that hit you in the jaw you knew all about it or, or didn't because you or didn't aye. Cold. you knew all about it when you watched the highlight room <laughs> and I remember at a seminar somebody turned around and went oh Bill um you were also one of the greatest kickers in the world in terms of a like proper full contact fine. How'd you get better at kicking? I mean, just sat back and went, kick? Yeah. Oh yeah, but uh, I struggle with my roundhouse. How do you think I should get better at my roundhouse? Roundhouse. 
and he was just so blunt about it but he went yeah. I want you to kick until you can throw 10,000 kicks in a session and when you see if that when you wake up the next day and you're not sore you know you've now plateaued at that level now you need to go and do specific training yeah. you now need to find that new level of stimulus that so many people are looking for these secret ways and these new new adaptations oh we can try this version we can try that or yep. we're going to try this buy this bit of kit and you're like no 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 it totally exhaust the sheer fundamental basics once you can do that and you get no longer get any stimulus or stress from it aye. now you add in the extra shit aye but that's what it comes down to people look for the quick fix all the time people yeah. look for the easiest road all the time path of least resistance and all aye. that and, and in certain situations that's great but mm. if you're trying to get better at something that is 100% aye. not how you get better at anything <clears throat> same after. as being a musician how do you get better at playing any instrument you fucking practice, practice it aye, you just do it you just get on with it when you hit that level then you're like right something's, I'm, I can't get any better right go and hire a tutor to then look at you and go right actually aye. you're holding a drumstick wrong there yeah, that's why you can't get it right shit. ah right okay let problem solve it aye because uh, I remember it was the last competition it was 2004 I'd get beat in the final it was this guy had um, he totally sussed me out with my, my right leg of kicks and stuff and I had no way it was, it was just able to read them all right and I remember going away and I, and I seen it was an online tutorial video from Bill Wallace showing about how kicking chamber that your side kick your roundhouse and your hook kick all came from the same position right so rather than your roundhouse looking this way Aye, in the chamber telegraphing it all the telegraphing time. it all the way now you're going this is really disguised so the only time you would see or know which kick it was was when it hit you yeah and I'm like that ooh okay well that and I trained it and I trained it and next thing you know and then it showed you all the specific drills to train to yeah. take it a little bit further to help strengthen those muscles for yep. the, once you could once you could hit that chamber how you then adapt I'm like right okay and I went undefeated for the next 10 years and I'm going right. that shit works <laughs> and it was just because I'd exhausted I mean I was I think I was hitting close to 30,000 kicks a week right. in my training and to the point where I'm like right I don't feel stiff after it I don't feel sore I'm yep. not achy right I've hit the sheer basics now and I've got old videos where I'll be like holding on to the side of the rig and I'll be like just doing you know, chamber the leg up just kicking up out of the roof like bang bang kicking as high as I could right again 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 and my arse cheeks were screaming my hip muscles were, wee muscles that I didn't think existed yeah. were screaming back at me like okay now I've identified some weaknesses hammer yep. these guys and they got to the point right I can do hundreds of them now yeah because they, they just adapt to that position yeah. again um, right. you, think of a child a, a baby's a great example when they first learn to walk you remember it with Lucy, I remember it with my three, that you go out to the shops, whatever, within five minutes, Daddy, I'm tired. <laughs> Still get that, mate, she's nine. Aye. <laughs> and you're like, right, up you come, and you carry your kid for a bit, or put them in the pram, because their body wasn't able to cope with the demands of walking. Yeah. Because you think about it, they had just learned to walk sitting, like, two weeks earlier. Yeah. It's like, right, okay. Um... So they've just learnt to walk. Their muscles are like, right, we're doing all our effort right now just to keep this little thing that's only been on earth for a couple of years yeah. up on two legs and not falling over. So all the wee stabiliser muscles are working overtime and that's why they were getting exhausted. And yeah. it's like, I'm tired, daddy. Pick me up. And you're like, you're 25. And walk <laughs> but as they get stronger, they can, they'll last. Yeah. They'll get, they'll get more more durable for it and get stronger. And that that is basically it. Um... What you then have to be wary of is that, this is my legal disclaimer for the day, <laughs> is that you don't do a Brian. <laughs> right? 
You don't do a Brian and go, oh, because Brian started off doing push-ups, struggled to do a set of 10. Yeah. Then he could manage a set of 10. Then he got up to a couple of sets of 10. Then he could do five sets of 10. And when he got to that, he's like, I'm going to do push-ups every day now. And he went and strained his thumb because he was banging the push-ups out and he strained his wrist. Right. Push-ups, eh? Aye. Paul, keep on, wink. Cobble streets are dangerous, mate. <laughs> and, he, and it's that way, if you do too much, the idea is that you don't get better when you're training. Or you, so you don't get stronger and fit when you're training. Right. It's when you recover. Yeah. You get better when you, the only thing you get better when you're training is your skill work can improve because you, you can work and tweak it there. Yep. But your fitness is where you, you get better when you recover. Right, okay. If you don't give yourself time to recover, I thought you were about to fart there. No, I was no. yawning. Um, <laughs> think it's of coffee. The, think of the hairdryer. You know right. how if you use it too long it burns out and then yeah. it just cuts out? If you keep trying to switch it on too soon, it ain't going to work. Right. You've got to let it cool down. That's it, recovering. Then it can go again. Right. The human body's the same. You need time to recover. So what about folk that train like six, seven days a week? <laughs> so Emma... Um, <laughs> I, I, even, I, I was not naming I wasn't names. Even going to I wasn't being specific. Here. I just meant people generally who may happen to train six <laughs> to seven days a week. <laughs> Drugs. Um, <laughs> uh, there's two. There's two ways you can look at it. One. Drugs. So if you're doing the same thing day in day out, like the Bulgarian Olympic weightlifting team of the, I think it was like the eighties. I think were famed for training six days a week, where mm-hmm. they were training like. I think three hours in the morning and then three hours again in the evening. Yeah. Six days a week, they would, on an alternating day, so for example, Monday they would do clean and jerk in the morning and snatch at night. Right. Then the next day they would do snatch in the morning, clean and jerk at night, so they would alternate that for six days, rest on the Sunday, start back Monday. Right. But they're doing maybe two, three, a three-hour session in the morning, three-hour session in the evening. Mm-hmm. So six hours of a heavy Olympic weightlifting. Right. Now the only way, I mean, you imagine doing clean and jerk and snatch back squat front squat overhead squat Aye. all that stuff six days a week for about six seven hours a day so but anywhere but, but then what if you what I mean that's their job though right the reason they were able to do it because they were getting pumped full of drugs Aye. which allowed the body to recover quicker what if you don't know what if what if you're in a position though theoretically I know we're slightly going slightly off topic here right as usual no drugs involved, right? You train three hours in the morning. Let's say you're in a gym at six in the morning, right? Yep. Smash out three hours. Spend the rest of the day just napping, relaxing, eating. And then you go back in, say, six o'clock at night, do six to nine. Once you've done that, eat more, straight to bed. Could you, how long could you, you could just, how long could you sustain that, like, drug free? <laughs> Because, I mean, the, the problem is that, certainly, again, using Emma as an example, as we like to do, <laughs> she's got a full-time job. She's a primary teacher now, do you know what I mean? Which is a fucking well-stressful job. That's a part-time job. Jugs <laughs> 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 and CrossFit aside, she might batter you just for that, mate. Um, do you know what I mean? That, that must be a stressful gig. Like, anyone with a full-time yeah. job, oh, it's tough. training that many times, I, mm. I don't understand that. I can't um, understand that. But if you had nothing else to do with your day... Yeah. Three hours, six to nine in the morning, well, three hours, six to nine at night. Could you sustain that? There's, there's kind of two two ways to look at it. One is, if you were doing the same movements 
So if you went in and you done three hours of leg work in the morning, mm-hmm. three hours of leg work at night, no. <laughs> three to six weeks down the line, you're broke. Yeah. Because you've just totally, you've gubbed all the tissue, something's going to give. Aye. Um, so without drugs, we know what's capable with drugs, you just need to look at people. Any, most professional sports people. Yeah. Um, well, not name names. Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> any of them. Any of them. Aye. The, if you're doing the same stuff all the time, you're going to, something's going to break. Yeah. Like I said, about no, the stone in the shoe that if you're going to, if something's aching, you're going to then compensate. Aye. Something's going to go ping and your body will look for the weakest link just yep. to cripple you so it can get rest. The, the, the sensible way to do it and Charles Pollock was a kind of big advocate of training twice a day in terms of like, kind of stimulus for growth. Mm-hmm. Do your big lifts in the morning. Yep. Um, like you can do your squats or deadlifts then go and do upper body work or your assistance work at night. Yep. Or you could do a lighter work. So you might do like heavy back squats in the morning and then you could do some like lighter, less intensity based um, lunges and stuff at night. Right. So you're working different movement patterns. Yeah. If you keep the movement pattern and the kind of loading scheme different, yeah. you can do it. And that's, that's the entire what we're talking about, constantly yeah. adapting all the time. If mm-hmm. you just do the same movement over and over again, aye. then you're going to either damage yourself or just get used to it. When I was training... If you're changing it all the time, then... I came back 11 years ago, aye, 2008, when I was training for the World, World Martial Arts Championship from Cooksall in Texas. I was training seven days a week. Right. For about a six-month period. And what yeah. I would do is, in the morning, I would you're get up... What? You're in the gear then, eh? Oh, it's coffee. <laughs> um, I would get up at, can I early, about six, half five, six in the morning, um, go down to a local park from where my flat was, and I basically, I would train for an hour in my weapons work. In the park, just doing all the kind of staff, sword work and stuff. Right, so wait a minute. You were down your local park <laughs> six, six in the morning, brandishing weapons? Yes. <laughs> Okay. Training weapons, not that. Ah. So I would do that Nothing for an hour. Just practice. about that. And what I would do is just light technical work, just I get a met, no, a really light sweat on, nothing strenuous, but just work on the skill aspect. Yeah. Then quickly nip back, run back up the hill to the house, get a shower, park my car at the train station, get the train out and work. I would get to work 15 minutes on doing my hand condition, so I'd have rocks, we'd do a kind of like, uh, iron palm condition and stuff. So I would Aye. do that for 10 minutes in the morning. Right. Um, lunchtime, I would go to the gym and I would usually do like kind of upper body strength work. So it'd be like my chin ups, my dips and stuff. Again, do that for half an hour and back out lunch, snacking all day at my desk. Then I'd eat more food and, and get in the train. I'd, I'd get the train back to the back to Paisley, get out of there and go to the gym, meet my mate, and we would train from six pm till nine pm. Yeah. And that's where we would do we would practice like our kicks kicks, punches, takedowns, um, different routines. But what we've done is, if we were, if it was a heavy kick session on a Monday, we would do, it would be a heavy kicks on a Monday, he, light punches on a Monday, then it would be like light kicking on a Tuesday, more technical, low level technical stuff, Aye. just working in positions, but then heavier in the arms on a Tuesday. Right, okay. And that all, so we, everything varied and alternated. We've never done, it would never be like a heavy kicking session Monday, yeah. heavy kicking session Tuesday. Aye. Um, and that was like six, seven days a week. Yeah. constant on a Saturday it'd be like nine hours training just working everything just and the, the kind of four weeks before I would get all my pals out to that would spar and one after another every minute you go ding 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 next person would come I in just and I just I'd, every minute I'd get somebody fresh in to spar me right okay and it meant that 
when it came to the competition, people breathing out their heart at the backside, and you're like, oh! Breathing heavy, the adrenaline's going, not tired, so you could still maintain the speed. Yeah. And it was it paid off. Ah, right, okay. Uh, but for about a six-month period, I had no life. And then after it, at, that point, at one point I was hitting like a thousand, I can do a thousand push-ups in one night. Right. Why? Don't know. Just seemed like a good idea. <laughs> Not in one set, but set a timer every like every two minutes. Do a set of twenty. Boom, bang them out, and right. build it for a few hours, and you would get them done. And it got to the point where I'm like that, and I, and I, and I burnt myself out because right. I was doing too much Aye. of everything. And I was like, no, nah, I can't keep this up. Yeah. Now do less, and again, it's train. It's finding that balance of train training hard but smart. Of yeah. doing enough. If we jump up, if you think of again taking the progressive overload, said principle. Um, definitions if you jump up from 40 kilos to 60 kilos in your back squat mm-hmm. that's a big scope of jump as now yep. you physically might be able to move that weight but just because you can't we've spoken about it before but just because you can doesn't mean you shouldn't or doesn't mean you should yeah and so like for example with the guys just now Getting them kind of starting a kind of 100 rep back squat, getting the volume and at a light weight just mm. to use it. Where do you feel? Oh, we bit my back. Oh, we bit my leg. Oh, mm. I bit my glute. Right. And there's your weakness. So it, it can give me loads of good feedback. Yeah. In terms of what they need to work on. Next week, add on two and a half kilos per side. Nope. 1.25 each side. Go again. <laughs> feel the difference. Aye. And again, it doesn't take, it doesn't take much. But yeah. That's all relative as well. Yeah. If you can lift, if you're doing 250 kilo back squat, then. 60 to 80 isn't going to feel anything really yeah. but if your back squat max is 80 or whatever then you're going to notice a world, world of difference aye. between 40 and 60 and it's a they talk about the kind of like strength potential if you can if you see the wee guy in the gym they're like holy shit man that wee guy's tiny but he's he's lifting some really heavy weights mm-hmm He's utilising the well, pretty much. He's utilising as much muscle fibre as he can. Yeah. And then you've got the big guy, and you're like, "Oh, he's a beast!" But wait a minute, he's not very. He's not very strong. He's not really. He, he should be, but he's not utilising as much strength as as he should be. Right. So he can train. He's got loads of scope for improving. Just mm. if he just actually starts to target the muscle and actually act. No, I hate using the word activate, but if he can actually tap into what he's already got. Yeah. And so many guys. They've got the shit technique and they go and start juicing, taking the roids and stuff. And they're like, mate, you're wasting all your money, you're damaging your health just for actually tapping into what you've already got. Yeah. I mean, there was a bodybuilder I knew years ago and he was a beast. And he went, oh, I take drugs, but I've got four guys that I know that are top sports scientists and doctors that actually advise me on what to take, right. when to take it, how to cycle it. They do, I think, four weekly blood tests just to make sure I'm not taking too much, whatever. Aye. And then they cycle on and off. So you know, but the advice that they'll actually give for things like that, look, we can't tell you not to take drugs because if people want to do it, they're going to they're do, going it. do it. Yeah. But the best way to do it is spend two, two to four years in the gym, six days a week, eating as clean and as much as you can. If you want to get bigger, eating as clean as much as you can and max out all your lifts to the point where you can no longer improve on anything. Like yeah. Mac, no. Like full body plateau, then start juicing. That, yeah. that's what they were saying. that's these were like kind of doctors and sports scientists saying that that mm-hmm. too many people out there are they're taking all the gear oh I've uh, I've been doing weights for six weeks now <laughs> I'm like mate no 
you've got so much more potential to achieve just and again why why take why rush the process yeah and again even just for not the non-juicers out there so everybody apart from Emma um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting a Christmas card am I no. no getting a petrol bomb through the letterbox know, the, it's not just about lifting more it's looking at the bigger picture behind the scenes so for me as a coach I'm looking at like right okay when we're doing this when we get the guys doing these back squats they can go oh that felt easy I, I can go much heavier mm-hmm. no add on 1.25 kilos each side and now go for your next then your next set is to go for that why because even though they can lift heavier again doesn't mean they should yeah. you've got your ligaments your tendons you've got your um the cartilage all that is letting all the tissues of the body adapt to the stress Aye. they don't all adapt at the same rate um, the programme we're doing one minute we're going we start with 8 reps for the first session Yep. then the reps drop and the sets increase so we can go a little bit heavier but there's less reps so we're still stimul- we're still putting under stress but not for the same volume of reps Aye. so we're getting that time to adapt in each week so it's kind of like two steps three steps forward two steps back Yeah. and it's always giving you that time to then it's almost like a kind of micro deload. Aye, I know what you mean, yeah. You go back, so we're, oh, we're up to this weight. So say, for example, you went 40, 50, 60. Yeah. The next week, you start back on 50. And you go 50, 60, 70. Aye. Then you go 60, 70, 80. And it's that way that yeah. each, each, each uh, kind of cycle, you can then increase the weight a little bit. It's been interesting looking at the board, actually, the other day. Because, like, it's little, bit, it's little jumps all the time. Like, when you, when you look at it, like, session by session, the jumps are small. But then, over the course of the, the the whole run of the block so far, the numbers have gone right up. So we've added like, I don't know, 20 to 30 kilos on our back squat and our front squat. Uh, the bench has gone up by a huge chunk as well. Um, so even though we're adding little bits every session, over the course of that, like how long we've been doing this? Like six weeks, eight weeks? Maybe? No, not even that, is it? Is it no? Maybe, maybe I maybe it is. Ten weeks or something. Yeah. yeah, we've added on a massive chunk over that time. Yeah, and you notice the difference now. Um, so right to strip it back a little bit, right? If you're doing five by five starting strength type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Four lifts, deadlift, bench, squat, overhead press, yeah. right? How much should you be looking at adding? Let's say you're doing three sessions a week how much should you add session by session on each of your lifts because you'll say you're, you're advocating keeping it small small um, depends on the individual mm-hmm. if you're taking a total newbie mm-hmm. that they've never done any training whatsoever 1.25 kilos each side right like for for like the uh, bottom and top half kind of thing upper body lower body yeah same for same, both same yep what they'll find is a new person will start to the first thing they'll hit the plateau and struggle with shoulder press absolutely it sucks everyone ass. does Aye. <laughs> so sucks. where you would come in with that is the fractionals yeah 10 kilos 10.5 alright okay 11 so that because you know <laughs> when we've done overhead work which that's coming for the next block yes the, all of a sudden I'm going to be on holiday bench shoulder pressing the kids <laughs> and get a head start the, you know them between oh, 60 boom press overhead because they're pretty snappy aye 62.5 aye, did not budge and it seems like the earth is on your shoulders aye, at that point sometimes and you're like that what the 
like, who's hanging it? Brian, get off the bar. <laughs> and you're thinking like, how can two and a half kilos be such a difference? Yeah. So, but if, if you can lift 60, easy, mm-hmm. but 62.5 doesn't budge at all, you've got a 2.5 kilo variance of easy to failure. So within that, you've got scope. When you've got fractional, which is 25 grams each. Right. Stick, stick a couple on. Just take it to 60.5. Right. 60 point, or 60, 61. <laughs> 61.5. So you've got that scope there. That's what a lot of our kind of top Olympic weightlifters do, the fractionals. Right, okay. Make a difference. When you are, if you look at the actual kind of curve of performance, everybody, and this is where so many people drop off in martial arts, they kind of hit the kind of like middle belt ranking. Yeah. So in Cooks all Taekwondo stuff, everybody gets to red belt, brown belt, and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm not really improving that much. Yeah. Because you've went from that non-trained state to a trained state, you've, you've spiked. Aye. You've really improved, and now it's marginal gains. Yeah. At elite level, there's people that will train for two years to add on one kilo onto a lift. Yeah. Because they're so they were already peaked. They're already at the top of their game, the best of the best that they need. There's gonna be so much kettlebell lifting. Everybody goes, eights, twelve, sixteens, twenties, twenty mm, twenty four something. <laughs> and that's why because you've got to be willing to put the time and effort into the shitty stuff that's going yeah. to and for me, my biggest strength has always been being able to identify the weakest link. Mm-hmm. Fix that, boom, up you go. Yep. Um I was talking to this one of my students the other day when I was teaching what talking about they were playing different instruments and stuff like that it's like drumming's dead easy to get into isn't it it's like well I yeah, it's to a degree yeah it's certainly as instruments go it's pretty user friendly to start with everyone if you've got any semblance of brains or coordination ah. then you and can the get up to a decent standard you can sound like you know what you're doing quite quickly ah, at the simplest level Take this, hit that. Aye, but like yeah, if you're playing, a, then, like if you're playing violin or piano or something, you're going to sound shit to start with, right? Yeah. Drums, you can sound half decent straight away, but then to take it to that next level, it is all the shitty stuff. Then it's like, yeah. all right, let's work in your rolls, let's work in all your rudiments, let's work in posture and coordination, and they're just like, ah, shit, now it's like uh, that's why there's so many the drop off rates, average drummers and guitarists out there who can just mm-hmm. smash out like a bit of Wonderwall by Oasis or a fucking <laughs> ACDC rock beat or whatever, but they never get any further than that yeah. because that's when you get into the the, the shitty bits that nobody it's likes. It's what separates. It's what separates for me, hobbyists, and true athletes or whatever yeah, in that absolutely. sense or, or practitioners yeah, yeah. which covers any, anything right um, and it's having that discipline to then go do you know what do I want to be better and sometimes you've got to go like, do you want to become better be- yeah folk go oh yeah yeah I want to be better right okay are you then the next question which is more what are you willing to put the necessary work in to become mm, better everybody wants to be better everybody, nobody wants to put the work in I want to be rich. Are you willing to work hard for it? No. Yeah. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. Are you willing to stop eating a pizza every night? No. Oh, well then. Aye, that's it. That's, that's the, the bottom line, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like if you're willing to work hard at it and make changes, then you'll get what you want. Aye. For the most part, certainly. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be exceptions to that, but 90% of the people go, I want to get really good at this. I want to get better at that. I want to mm-hmm. lose weight. I want to be stronger. It's like, right, put in a massive graft and come back to me in six months. Like Different between want oh, and will. Nah. Aye, yeah. Aye, well, what, 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 yeah. Are you willing to do what yep. it takes? Uh, like I'm, be, I'm busy. I've got stuff on uh, this week. <laughs> be stubborn. Yeah. And your approach to perfect or, or approach to improvement. But the the thing with the kind of again progress overload, you can only go so far. 
there's no linear progression. It's and an idea we're not machines. Yeah. Um so you are gonna to plateau off and that's where you then need to then if you can't do it yourself, that's where you get you've got to get a good coach and actually mm-hmm. look at what is it that's causing you to plateau. Like we'd look to Emma. Yeah. Remember when she came in, done a couple of training sessions. <laughs> you say we Okay. I was there. You were there. Aye. I I can partially take credit because I know her and she's my you, pal. You invited her. You invited her. <laughs> yeah, along, yeah. I'm taking all so, the credit for her recent lifts, right? Technically, <laughs> if you hadn't invited her, I wouldn't have been able to see what she needed to work on. She wouldn't have been able to take that back to her coach. She then. So I mean, really, it was who's you. the brains in the outfit? This guy, yeah. Coach McGibbon. Yeah. By proxy. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, and it's no, no kind of. Nothing against her coaches, but sometimes a fresh pair of eyes just to look at them. Well, yeah, that's and it. It's, it's just having that different look. perspective, isn't yeah. it? Um, and just seeing for something different. Because when you're, when you're taking a class, it's hard to see everything that's going on. Somebody yeah. else can just clunk and go, they move their foot. Oh, I never noticed that. Because yep. if you, from a coaching point of view, when you're watching somebody, you're listening to the breathing, you're looking at where they're looking at, their head position, their shoulders, elbows, wrists, yeah. hands... Um, breathing, their torso position, their lower back, their hips, their knees, their feet. Aye. Now, if you take all those aspects, that's one person. You then put that into a, into a big class. Aye. That's you're, a lot of body parts. Catch to, yeah, all that, that's yeah. a lot of body parts. Um, that's like dropping a hundred marbles and then trying to track where they're all going at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's interesting though because it takes that we look from when Emma came in. Watching her lifts, I thought, there's something. Nah, like, up to 50. Boom, the weight's flying up then. Up to, kind of, from 50 onwards, they're like, there's something different here. Yeah. And again, sometimes, like, the naked eye can't see it. So that's where, like, the kind of phone technology is great now. Like, Aye. Emma, we break, right, go back in. We're going to videotape it side on. Just one rep, go. Ah, oh, wait a minute. As soon as you go above 50, the weight's pulling you forward. Right. Your lower back. Look, look at your lower back. It's starting to break position and you're losing the balance, you need to sit back a wee bit here, yeah. you need to strengthen the lower back up. Goes away, all of a sudden, had, had a few other girls had to chat with the coaches, they start adding in some reverse hypers, hyper extensions, boom, a few weeks later, our all numbers the, are going up. And all it, the PBs. Aye, PBs here, PBs here, PBs every bloody way. It's brilliant, <laughs> and, it's, and it was great to see. Yeah. And it is just, being able to spot that weak link, and going right, if we approach, like, what is the best return? If you've got money to invest in shares, and you know that everybody always says that the best time to invest in McDonald's and Nike is usually about a year before the Olympics or the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Because you're guaranteed that in the next 12 months, with the World Cup and all that, their share price is going to spike. Aye. You wouldn't invest in, a, in something that doesn't get advertised anywhere. Yeah. Same with your training. Don't invest time and effort. If you know your, your legs are strong, but if you keep doing back squats all the time, nah, you're not going to get any better. Yeah. Like, so... If you've hit that plateau and you just keep training legs, 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 it's going to be slow progress to try and get past that point. Yeah. If you can look and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, when he's coming out the hole in the back squat and he's coming up, ah, wait a minute, he's leaning forward slightly. Ah. Mm-hmm. His back's weaker, his core's weak. Yeah. Reduce, cut back some short, uh, sets on the back squats, add in some extra core work. Next thing you know, oh, there we go, or slow the tempo right down, mm-hmm. pause squats, Vary the vary the stimulus yeah. and the stress on the body to target that. What's what sucks about the the tempo squats? One, your legs are under more time under tension, Aye. but 
So is your core. Yeah, you're having to really focus well, and bump, bump everything, yeah. Yeah, so it forces your posture to work. Yeah, I've noticed again, that hugely since we've been doing this. remember Brian cried like a little baby <laughs> when he was doing his first set of back. Oh, this is all hurt. Yeah, it's meant to. That's some of the muscles that we normally just go, bop, bop, bounce out the squat. Ah, you're bouncing out the hole at the bottom and ah, shoot back up, yeah. And you're not getting any time for those muscles. They're going, what? You know that way if you, you, you brush your hand through a flame, it doesn't burn your skin. yeah. You take your hand through there for eight seconds. <laughs> you're going to feel, feel the burn. <laughs> and proofing the pudding there as Brian went from 45 to 100 reps. Yeah. Must work. Aye. Proofing the pudding. Absolutely. Proofing the ginger pudding. <laughs> ginger pudding. That's Brian's new nickname for that <laughs> Ginger pudding. <laughs> hey, pudding. Princess ginger pudding. <laughs> but aye, and, it's, and that's the thing for training. If you're not taking, if you're not creating new stimulus, new stress... You're not going to create any adaptation. You're not going to improve. Yeah. So if you find yourself, anyone out there, you've been hitting the gym, doing your training sessions, noticing literally no difference, maybe rethink what you're doing then. Yeah. In terms of either, as you say, putting on more weight systematically each session, changing the rep ranges, changing mm-hmm. the speed, whatever else, That's, and then see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's as you say though. There's, there is so many things you can change. You don't, but again, to to Joe Public, right? It's great because like I, I've got it fucking easy because you just write all my programs. And I just yeah. do what I'm told, kind of thing. Right? It's great, um, and I have cake. noticed a massive difference, right? But certainly before, and again, that's why I like choosing things like five three one because you had the app told you specifically what to yeah. do. You had that constant adaptation in terms of weight and mm-hmm. pushing the reps and all the rest of it. And that was brilliant, but. A lot of time, and I've been guilty of this in the past, you don't know what you're doing. So, again, if in that situation where we're saying adapt, change things, if there's so much change, where do you begin? What are you better doing? Aye. Are you better um, putting more weight on each session and still doing the same reps and time tempos? Or are you better Ooh. changing your tempo range first or your rep range first? Where, where would you start? Oh, that's a good question. I like that one. See, this is why I'm here, this mate. Is, you're, oh. the, you're the brains. I'm the idiot. <laughs> I just look at it from the simpleton's point no, of but view. That, but that's what it is. It's, what, what scares me is so many people, see, when you ask them these questions, mm-hmm. not when you're at the, que- the question you've asked me, but when, as a coach, you ask them, just what are you doing? They go, uh, what, what kind of programme are you doing? Uh, I don't know. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because like, the, the, there is so much choice out there. Yeah. There's so many things like... You can go on YouTube and type in training plan or whatever, do you know what I mean? Rule number one, don't read men's health, right? (laughs) Don't follow that. But again, don't read men's Again, a slight deviation, right? But people follow these programmes, right? So you're following a programme that was written by a so-called bodybuilder who's on drugs, who has been doing... He's been doing weightlifting or bodybuilding for, say, 15 years. So he's had 15 years of progression... His plan is specific to him. Mm. So he's like, flex wheelers, bicep routine. <laughs> okay, flex wheelers been doing bicep curls for 35 years. Aye. He's on drugs. He's supplemented out his nut. And Joe Blogg, that sits in an office as an accountant, all of a sudden now thinks, I want to get bigger biceps. I'm going to copy that. Aye. No. You're going to break no. your arms, mate. That's what you're going to do. You're going to die. <laughs> Just don't. And it's... But aye, in relation to your question, um, number one is technique. If right. you if you get bad technique, if you're leaning forward on your back squats, mm-hmm. I call it the five P squats, like oh or a pound squat. You, ah, you go down, you bend down, you're like, oh, is that a pound in the ground? <laughs> and you're kinda of looking down. Or, oh, there's an ant. 
Um, and Dan John, I've listened to his podcast the other week, and it was right, quite cool. He talks about eyes on the horizon, look up, look into the distance. Aye, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. And I used that uh, coaching cue with Richard on Friday right. last week, and it worked because I'm like, I know, like, keep your back straight. Most folk, but then I'm like, look, I'm like, Richard, look up, I look up to the horizon, and he looked, and it fixed his posture straight yeah, you away. Do, you immediately do that because yeah. you're stretching up to uh, look over something, yeah. yeah. And just by chain, using the same or same coaching advice, but the communication, yeah, or the wording of it was different, changed his position. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it is if you lean forward, you're thinking your upper body weight is now going over your knees. Yeah. When you lean back, your upper body weight is now sitting over your hips. Mm-hmm. The lever for your squat is is, is your knees reflection. Yeah. So if you move the weight over your knees, you're making it lighter. You move your body weight back from the knees, you're making it heavier. So you can you can still use forty kilos in a bar and find it easy. Remember remember I done it with you with the twelve kilo kettlebell? Yeah. In the goblin the work squat workshop. Aye. Sit back right into it, chest up, and you're like, oh because I believe for because the body's not daft. Mm-hmm. The body's smart, it wants to get away from pain. Yeah. Again, path of least resistance, let's lean forward and make that easier. Aye. So you, for a beginner, nail the techniques, nail right. the basics. If you've got even if you can only invest in one personal training session. Aye, just to sort your technique out. Yeah. Now, depending on your level of ability, you get some people that you can go like that, right? Three minutes and you can you can improve them. Yeah. You've got some folk you go, I need three hours because it might just be their level of understanding, their yeah. body awareness. When I've trained with some instructors, I've said to them, look, I just want you to look at this one lift. Aye. For the next two hours, I'm going to pay you just to look at this one lift yep. and fix it. And all that, right, okay. Well, do you mind if I videotape it, what I'm doing, what you're doing? And I'll record the whole session. Yeah. Why? Because then I can go back and refer to I it. I said you got it for reference yeah. then, don't you? I mean, you're paying for that person's time, so Aye. it's up to you. Whatever you want, you can record it and keep it. Yeah. It's up to that coach that they could go that right. I don't want you sharing that on social media. That's fine. Because it's, it's, not, it's intellectual property between the two of you. Yeah. Keep that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But... Anything the fan member teaching you, like, can I record this? Absolutely. Aye. Um, and same people share their training plans and you go, oh, how come so-and-so is getting this and I'm getting that? Well, if you're getting, I'd be more worried if you were happy getting the same thing. Yep. That's the global gym principle, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I, I actually seen a guy um, post up the other way, here's the PT sessions for next week. <laughs> and he was advertising a, a circuit routine. I'm going, a minute. He's got a wide variety of clients and he's doing, they're all going to be getting the same workout. Aye. I'd be raging. Yeah. I'd be absolutely raging if that's what. It's laziness on his part. Yeah. Else, isn't it? Oh, aye. I mean, all the folk I do online plans for, it would be so easy yeah. to write one plan and go ping, 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 yeah. my, my send button, ping, <sighs> off you go. Monthly newsletter. Monthly go. newsletter, there you go, guys. Here you go. Here's everybody's dedicated training plan. Yeah. Or. What I can do is I can spend hours every single Saturday and Sunday night writing the programmes, getting the paper out, mapping it all out, planning it, working out sets, reps, looking at the dates of competitions, looking at, okay, they've got a holiday then, so we need to kind of peak for the end, so they've got a day load weekend holiday, then we need to gradually build them back in and map it all out, not just a case of, right, Alan, Julie, Laura, Claire, there you go, there's the same thing. Yeah. Because what Laura can do, Claire can't do. Uh-huh. What Claire can do, Laura can't do. Aye. Different exercises, different abilities, different strengths, different weaknesses. Um, take Alan and Julie. We all know that Julie's a strong one in that relationship. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Alan does what he's told when he's told. <laughs> um, 
and it, it is everybody's got their own strengths and weaknesses yeah. and it's you've got to do no plan should be identical yep because it's for me then you're it's a disservice to them Aye. and you're basically shocking as a coach yeah, fair enough um, but once so once you nail your technique get that right yeah I'd probably say time under tension right most folk would go wait yeah I, initially I would have thought I'd more wait the reason being and that's why most, most schools I thought are more wait more wait more yeah. wait we can get more adaptation on the body more stimulus and stress with less risk. Yeah, because so there's less weight on the bar, when, I suppose, we're, when yeah. we're taking the beginner, yep. we're ta- why do we start lighting ourselves? Because, again, ligaments, tendons, cartilage, um, soft tissue, fascia, all that needs time to adapt. Mm-hmm. If we keep jacking away on more, 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 yeah. more, break. Yeah. Whereas, if we take a few weeks, um, oh, is, it, is it phase potentiation? It's called. So basically, if we are we gradually phase in a little bit more work. Yep. So you can increase the weight slowly, a little bit, but even just by the first four weeks, just go slow. Right. Don't crank Don't crank up too much. You can go a little bit. If I find it really easy. Yeah. Yeah. If they're wanting to go, I didn't feel that at all. That feels... <laughs> didn't, even, didn't even raise my pulse. Yeah, so you need to... Then you can put them. But if somebody's going like that, Aye. and they're dying... Not every session should be easy. Not every session should kill you. Mm-hmm. If you're leaving every session to you think, I just made that. Yeah. Um, an interesting point that Dan John made um, when he was interviewed, he was talking about um, a coach in America <laughs> who took it to an extreme that in a 12-week, if, if I write you a 12-week training plan as an athlete and at any point in time in those 12 weeks, say for example you're doing six sessions a week, so mm-hmm. how many sessions is that? 72? Yes. I was literally about to say that. Of course you were. <laughs> so you've got seven, 12 week plan, six sessions a week, <laughs> count these fingers. You've got 72 training sessions or practice sessions. Yep. If you're doing, say, 10 exercises and 10 reps each, there's 100. Yep. There's going to be more than that. That's 7,200 reps. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's, it's going to be more. Because you wouldn't just do just 10 reps of one exercise in, right? You're going to no. be doing well over 100 reps. No, I wouldn't. And this American coach who said, he's, his like an basis is, if you fail any set, so if I ask you to do a set of 10, yeah. and you only manage nine, yeah. it means the training program is wrong. It's quite brutal to that extent. Ah, okay. Now, straight away, as soon as Dan John kind of quoted this guy saying, I was like, whoa, wait a minute here, but what if that guy's been... Look, take us, we've got kids. What if we're up all night, we want our kids throwing up, vomiting all over us? extenuating circumstances. And you think, right, I'm going to be disciplined, I'm still going to show up and do the work. Aye. And Dan John kind of then echoed those thoughts, well, there's got to be, there's got to be some leeway here because somebody, oh, you might have lost, no, um, Laura doing her squats, even John was talking, I thought Laura was going to deck it on Saturday when she lost balance on rep 72. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, but sometimes if we lose a wee bit of focus or we just kind of come up the wrong way, oh, lose balance. Yep. But what was really cool was Laura went, oi, lost balance. John dived in just to make sure she was okay. But what was really cool was that Laura paused, composed herself and went, right. Yeah, just get back on it again. And composed, right, it's all good, yep, and go. Yeah. Um. So that was, that was really cool. And 
But they've got to believe me. Another coach said that if you miss a single training session, or that's your program ruined. Nah, it's, but, it's too. <laughs> it's too black and white, then, isn't it? Yeah. There has to be an but amount that, of yeah, but flexibility. Dan, what I thought was really interesting is Dan John made a quite a kind of interesting point of that. Ninety-five percent of people that don't complete a training plan yep. will not achieve their goal. Right. And he's like, right, so, but then he also said, there's about ninety-five percent of people that do complete a training plan still don't achieve the goal yeah. they set for. Yeah, this is it. Aye. We don't write a training plan where I think, oh, I want to bench press a hundred kilos, but you can already do one hundred and twenty. Oh, if that's easy, aye. if you're setting a new goal of something you've never done before. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance you're not going to eat because it's going to take, you've got to step out of your comfort zone to achieve something your body has never done. Yeah. And as Dave said, Dave actually made an interesting statement last week. Dave in here? Aye. Jesus. I know. Every day's a PB because you're a day older. You've never done it at this age. Aye, that's a fair point. True story. You are a day older. Aye. Or as he said, you're a day closer to your grave. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite interesting that, from that point. Yeah, no, um, no, that's a good way to look at it, I suppose, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's setting realistic goals as well. I mean, if you, um, if you, if you can, if you've only ever benched a ton, and you go, I want to bench one fifty, then you're kind of setting yourself up for a fall, really. Do you know what I mean? Aye. You need to set yourself a goal to bench one o five or one ten first, and then what build up from there. <laughs> but um, don't just make massive jumps all the time. I'm just laughing. I just got a text from uh, Ian. Um, he's like, "What is wrong with your dog, mate? Just took him for a walk, and he's done four massive shits." <laughs> left your gym fees on the table <laughs> <laughs> left the dog shits on the table kept your gym fees um, aye so aye. in a nutshell to wrap up because you've got work to do mate yep, this has it. been a bit of a bumper one you need to adapt you need to change yeah. things up so your body doesn't just plateau all the time what do you think that's what I'm about to do to Lynn and Nick <laughs> mainly Nick get some weights on his back alright yep, just push yourself do one more rep yeah just add one more rep in just right. try that simple one more rep Alright, okay. If you're doing 10 reps today, do try 11. Just a little bit more. Change something. Yeah. In a sensible manner. Don't Your attitude. Because do... <laughs> it's stinking. <laughs> no. Again, sound advice. And finally, big shout out to Alex, who's listening to us from Ontario in Canada. Remember Alex used to train here? Canadian, eh? Yeah. Um, Hi, mate. He was saying the other day, there, oh, I really enjoy the podcast. I'm missing home a wee bit in it listen to the podcast kind of makes me feel that I'm back home again ah, awesome. right, so Alex thank you and he also said that it's a pre- he didn't realise just what a cool setup we have here in the gym in terms of how accommodating and friendly everybody is and the kind of the kind of culture we've got here yeah so fact. Alex thank you very good. much and aye if you're coming back home give us a shout yeah man come back come, and visit the gym join come in, in. come in and pod yeah come into the, the, the studio aka the tiny changing room We'll make sure Dave's not in. <laughs> but no, Alex, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, I also need to say hello to Jenna, our token vegan listener. Not vegan listener, what I'm talking about. Sorry, sorry. Keto listener. What? I know. She messaged me the other day about any of monitors and stuff we were chatting about it. But I was like, <laughs> and then she said she still listening to the podcast. She loves it and all the rest of it. Um, I, was like, I was amazed you tuned in any time after your keto rant. But she agreed with you. Even though she does no. the diet, right? She's like, oh fucking right by the way because there's too many people just like say oh I'm doing keto and I've not lost any weight it's like aye but you need to just be careful about what you're eating and not just eat more fat <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she totally agrees with everything you said even though she still does it so thanks for listening Jenna right, cheers pal um, aye that's it let's go you need to work yeah. you need to eat everybody you know where we find us aye 
Instagram and Facebook and that. Yeah. Oh, lots of new Facebook people because you did a mass. Yeah. Come and the, like the Russians. Great. Who are never going to listen to this no. or understand it? But thanks for joining in anyway. <laughs> if anyone Sorry. does listen to it, most people in Scotland that listen don't understand it anyway. That's a fair point, actually, mate. Uh, so thanks to everyone who does listen yeah. and follow us. Please like and share and review. Mm-hmm. That would be lovely. And I've got a cool wee idea for I'm episode thirty. Naming a keyboard. Which I'm going to uh, will announce on the Instagram page. All right. Good times. I'll, I'll fill you in later. Do you want to announce it to me first? <laughs> I'll, I'll announce it to you during the business meeting. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right, everyone. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye.